This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. And the video is is now live online of me trying my hand at being an emergency backup goalie. David Ayers made it look so easy on the weekend when he was in net for the Carolina Hurricanes. Same age as him, so mm-hmm. I thought I'd give it a try and see how I did. We lined up some shooters. Former NHLer, OHL players, beer leaguer, and some others, and mostly other children <laughs> and some children. <laughs> you got a little recap, Jim? Yeah, let's start off here. Let's let's start high here. Let's go. Let's raise the stakes. Hi there, I'm Taz. I've been inspired by the legend of Zamboni goalie David Ayers. I want to know what level I could play emergency goalie at. So. We've got some hockey players of different skill levels taking shots at me today. Let's go see how I do. Your name, sir? Well, Dave Boland. And your hockey experience? Uh, I've played hockey since I was about four years old. Uh, I've got uh, a World Junior Gold Medal. I've got a Memorial Cup, uh, Memorial Cup, and I have uh, two Stanley Cups. So I think my uh, resume is not bad. Yeah, yeah. Compared to Taz. I would think so. From the way uh, from the way he's standing in that, I think uh, this is going to be fun. <laughs> What's your strategy if you have one? Well, just make sure he doesn't get in the in the way of the puck, basically. Well, you have everything to lose, and he has everything to gain here, basically. Correct. Correct. I just I if he if he gets one on me, he'll brag about it. Ah! <laughs> Easy okay, that's, goal. That's scary. Another one. I'm just happy to be, have such a good seat to watch these guys shoot. He's coming down again. <laughs> you went for the, You tried to humiliate me. Just keep going. <laughs> I'm done. You did. Taz actually saved a shot on two-time Stanley Cup champ Dave Boland. That's all we needed. Now... That's all we needed right there. Talking to Boland back in the locker room afterwards, he said he was trying to shoot one directly at your junk. Or he was trying to he was trying to buzz the tower, basically. He wanted to still put one by yeah. it, but scare you? He hit me on purpose. Yeah. I'm 90% sure he hit me on purpose with that one. But a save is a save, mm-hmm. so I'll throw that on my resume now, my hockey resume. <laughs> okay, let's go down uh, one level. OHL, we got a London Knight here shooting on Taz. Okay, I'm standing here with Sean McGarren. And what's your hockey experience to date? Uh, I play for the London Knights. Yeah, where where'd you play before then? I played in St. Thomas. Uh, what's your strategy going against Taz here? Uh, just shoot. He doesn't look too confident in that, so <laughs> I'm not too worried. <laughs> this kid was good. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm flinching too much to be a goalie, I think. Next one. Oh. Taz gets the same but falls okay. down and hurts himself. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's get uh, Sean's. Uh, he, he had something to say after, too. Because, Taz, you saved two out of three of his shots. Uh-huh. Unbelievable. Okay, three shots. I think he saved two. How do you feel about that? Oh, he's pretty good. If we need an extra goal, he's ready. How do you think he'd do on the Zamboni? I don't know. He's just stick to goal. He's pretty good. Uh, thanks to the London Knights organization for lending us some of their uh, their players and their facility, Budweiser Gardens, yesterday to film the video. <laughs> uh, Dale Hunter, who isn't just the coach of the Knights, he was also the coach of the, the World Junior Team. 
this past year, gold medal champions. He came out and he was watching me for a little bit, and the look of, on his face was just utter disgust. Yeah. <laughs> It was like blasphemous seeing you in that. I feel like Dale and I had developed a bit of a friendship. Yeah. I would be shocked if he ever talked to me again. All respect out the window. If you can't if you can't skate, if you can't play hockey, I don't think Dale wants to be pals with you. <laughs> One of the parents of the children who were scoring on you was videotaping the whole thing and they were actually standing really close to Dale and you can hear him on the video uh, giving you the gears here. 60s stand up goalie. He's a stand up goalie. There's no butterfly to his name. No butterfly goaltender yeah. going down. Tommy's got a mitt for a reason. <laughs> I, I was trying to catch him in the mitt. Were you? Yes. By holding your hand in the same spot the I, whole time? I just kept being one second behind. Like, just missed it. Just missed it. Huh. Looked a lot slower from my angle. And I'll tell you something, Dale Hunter. There are butterflies in my goalie game. They're just in my stomach. (laughs) (laughs) Video's up if you want to see me uh, playing net, taking shots from the Stanley Cup champion, two-time Stanley Cup champion, Dave Boland, and more. You can find that on our Facebook page. I gotta ask, what is with people getting so worked up about these, all these things? Like you, you got the coronavirus, everybody's getting wild up by it. It's gonna affect seventy-five percent of us, but it's not gonna kill us. The twenty-five percent, they gotta be worried, but the seventy-five percent, we should be pretty good. And then this this thing with the weather network, where it, it's like every storm is a storm warning. Look out, we're gonna get hit. We live in Canada. People drive accordingly. <laughs> When, when it comes to storms or plagues or anything, I'd rather be safe than sorry. Honestly, when it comes down to it, I'd rather overreact than underreact. 110% I agree with you on that one. But these storms, two inches of snow is nothing to scoff. Like that, I, I could, you know, I don't know. I shovel for a living, right? I shovel. I don't plow. I go out and shovel. We do over 400 properties. Wow. And honestly, I haven't had one situation this year where we've been like, oh, my God, I can't do this anymore. It's too much snow. Well, you've had to work 10 days this winter. <laughs> hey, I'm not complaining. <laughs> no, I am not complaining. I'm still getting paid. But why do we have to worry about it so much? It's just- I hate people who overreact and exaggerate. 110%. <laughs> I hate those yeah. people. <laughs> I never said I hate those people. I just don't understand it. That's all. Thanks, all man. Right. You're on the air. That last call that said, don't worry, 25% of us are going to be affected and all that. Yeah. That's, that's, that's pretty messed up in a way because when I was 14, I'm 39 now. I died when I was 14. I died from alcohol poisoning. Uh-huh. And I went to heaven and met God. I was told that we are living in the end times as we speak. And I was told a lot of stuff that pertains to what's going on now. Like Trump, he's going to be reelected. And then he's going to be assassinated in his first year of inauguration. God told you this? God told me all this. When you were 16? So what year was this when God... No, no, no. When I was 14. Okay, so what year did God tell you this stuff? 1994 it would have been. Wow. He didn't give you any lottery numbers or World Series winners or anything (laughs) like that? I'm rich enough. I don't don't need stuff like that. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's... A lot of people will say end times and this and that. 
Um, it's happening. A lot of people don't want to believe that it's happening. A lot of people put themselves in a vague situation towards where they say, oh, it's only this or it's only that. They're only showing about one-sixteenth of the actual world news of what is going on. And uh, everyone a couple months ago said President Trump's going to start a world war. It won't be a world war with President Trump. Hey, what was heaven like? What did it look like? It was more beautiful than this place. <laughs> I should hope so. I mean, not that like Strathroy. Not nothing against this no, place, no, but I'd no. hope that it would be better. I, I went. I went to the washrooms, and it kind of reminded me of St. Thomas. <laughs> <laughs> you still have to pee when you're in heaven. I uh, you have to pee more frequently. What's the point? <laughs> Thanks, the point? buddy. I'll tell you. I'll tell you this. Hey. Bro. I, I don't know what's going on, but... Yeah, we got to go. We, we'll just say thank you for the heads up, okay? Yeah, no problem. No problem. Bye. <sighs> okay. It's official. <laughs> How much are you going to freak out if Trump gets assassinated in a year, though? Well, it'll be a terrible thing. Obviously, let's hope that doesn't happen. But will I think that guy actually had a conversation with God and God told him that that was going to happen? No. <laughs> <laughs> Whether it happens or not, yeah, I, I'm it'll not make gonna, you think. No, it won't. <laughs> you still have to pee when you're in heaven. Well, a, a good pee is quite satisfying. That's actually. true. If you've been holding it in a while and you get that that sweet release, yeah, and then a little shudder. <laughs> <laughs> that first, that first little tinkle always feels so good. This is what heaven's like. Oh, heaven is a sitting on a long bus ride and then finally getting off. Peeing. It's that euphoric moment when you're standing in front of the urinal or sitting on the can. Finally, been waiting for this. Well, that was interesting. Um, sounds like he sh- he got some FaceTime with the big guy. Like a lot they, of it. They were talking about a lot of stuff there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, good for him. And let's go to the phones. Good morning. You're on with Taz and Jim. Well, I, I'm having a bit of a panic here. The CDC is saying, you know, they're all up about this coronavirus. They're, they're monitoring the situation closely. But I'm not sure they've got this one right, guys. They're saying that we should shave our facial hair. I read that too, yeah. So, but you got to so if you have a beard, you're more likely to catch coronavirus? Well, that's what they're saying, and you, you got to think about our poor wives here. Like, all of a sudden, these women out there are going to think they landed sore. We shave our face, boom, Pee Wee Herman, right? Yeah. yeah. Oh, I'd rather you have the coronavirus than a weak chin. <laughs> or two of them. This could be nature's way of weeding out hipsters. Yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah, separate the lumberjacks from the hipsters, right? Okay, I, I've just found uh, an article from a reputable source here. Tons of reports CDC had put out a warning about facial hair. You may have to shave your Fu Manchu, your mutton chops to protect yourself from coronavirus. Uh, no, it's a chart for workplace safety. Uh, people who need to wear masks and respirators at work. It's been on their website since 2017. The CDC does not recommend wearing masks or respirators to avoid the coronavirus. So there is not a greater in, in chance of you getting sick if you have oh, facial man. hair. Unreal. Good news, this though, right? Serious emergency. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of facial hair are you rocking? Just the full-blown beard, buddy. Trim the neck up every now and then, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta do it. Well, your beard is your beard is safe for now. 
Here's hoping, and uh, yeah, I'm waiting for that tweet for Jim's address. I'll be over for beef jerky, buddy. Let's <laughs> <laughs> see ya. We should have started a, a mask company five years ago, Jim. We would be in the money right now. What a missed opportunity. But they say, the, the CDC says, quote, that these masks, uh, the best things you can do to protect yourself from coronavirus is what you normally do to protect yourself from the spread of infectious diseases. Wash your hands, cover your cough, take care of yourself. Those masks don't really help. Mm-hmm. They do help. If you already have coronavirus, it may help you from spreading it to other people, but it's not going to help you from coming down with coronavirus if you're wearing one. And some of these celebrities are getting carried away with the amount of money they're spending on some of these designer masks that they're wearing right now. Gwyneth Paltrow. Of course. Gwyneth was uh, posted a picture of her wearing an Arinium mask. They start at $70. They're currently sold out because everyone's panicking. But that thing, 70 bucks, it has will do as much good as the one that costs you 50 cents that you get at the doctor's office. Huh. So I, and the, the downside is you're wearing that mask around. You can't smell, even smell your vagina-scented <laughs> candle. Why? Oh, it's a double whammy. It's not protecting you from the disease. And hey, can't smell the candle. You know what? I might buy one to not smell the candle as well. <laughs> if you're new to listening to Taz and Jim, we want to introduce you to our sports guy, Devin Peacock from Global News Radio. Morning, Dev. Morning, guys. How are things this morning, Devin? Uh, not too bad. Got uh, We got snow here in Toronto. I know you guys got uh, snow everywhere pretty much in uh, southern Ontario. So uh, it's a snowy morning here. And we want to talk hockey. Wayne Gretzky, what a class act, huh? Wayne Gretzky is showing why he really is the great one. I mean, uh, lots of guys, when you have like these incredible records that seem like they could never be broken, a lot of people for, you know, Canadian pride don't want them to be broken. Um, but uh, with Wayne Gretzky's all-time goals record of 894, uh, seemingly in danger with Alex Ovechkin, he's still over like 190 goals away uh, from breaking it. But... Uh, the way he's scoring and the age at which he's doing it and seemingly not slowing down, there's a realistic shot that Alex Ovechkin could break Wayne Gretzky's record, and he is saying all the right things. I think that he's got a legitimate chance. I think it's great for hockey. I was teasing my kids the other day. I said the funny thing about it is if you talk to hockey people, nobody would actually say, well, Wayne Gretzky was a good goal scorer. They always put me in, he's a passer, he was a playmaker. So this is giving me a little bit of tension that I'm not used to. Um, but I, listen, I, I think it's great. And if he does get there and he does break my record, I said I'd be the first guy there to shake his hand. I remember when Gordy was following me around and I was breaking his record. I said to my dad one night, I said, you know, I feel in some ways kind of bad. It's Gordy Howe. And my dad said, you know what? Somebody's going to break your record. And when he does, make sure you're as much a gentleman to him as Gordy Howe is to you. You smile, you shake his hand, and you're proud of what you accomplished. And it's better for the game. And that's what I always think of. I always think of Gordy Howe and what my dad told me. How about we give a shout-out to Walter as yeah. well for teaching his son lessons like that? Wise man. 
And for anyone who's worried about Alex Ovechkin uh, breaking the all-time goals record, the one record that uh, Wayne Gretzky has that I feel confident saying no one is ever going to beat it ever 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 you can put this a hundred percent is his all-time points record which is just astronomical like Gretzky almost has more assists than anyone else would have career points wise but Gretzky's all-time points record is 2857 no one is even sniffing that one so he can possibly lose the goals record he might Alex Ovechkin certainly Jim is if anyone's going to do it it's going to be him but trips, no one's no going to come close to breaking his all-time points mm-hmm. record had a great time had an awesome time you got back, I said, hey, what happened? Anything exciting on the trip? No, not really. And then on your social media feed, what pops up? A video of you dancing on a dance floor in a nightclub with UFC uh, legend Conor McGregor. <laughs> or so I thought. We went to this thing. You know, my hometown of Mitchell, there's one bar in town called the Rosen Crown. We go to Banff, Taz. What's the bar sitting on the corner? The Rosen Crown. So yeah, we, you had to go we're check like, it we out. We got to go yeah. in, and they're like, wristbands, $20. And we go, well, it's the Rosen Crown, so we might as well go in. So we went inside, and there was this local... I don't know. It was called The Gathering. Mm-hmm. And so everybody had these hats on with pyramids with eyes in them and uh, seemed like some big sort of thing. And then I looked on the dance floor in front of the band. There was a guy who looked exactly like Conor McGregor. And I was like, holy heck, boys, that is McGregor right there. All these girls were all around him. But he didn't have his boys. There was no, no like security no UFC looking tatted up guys that'd be near him. You'd think if it was actually Conor McGregor. So I started, you went in for a closer. I started look. filming him. I got f- about four different angles, but then I I went up to him and like looked at his arms and he didn't have any tattoos. Okay, but I still got him on camera and put it on. Um, it wasn't Conor McGregor. It wasn't. It wasn't. Uh, but he never disappointed. He didn't speak the whole time. I think he was a paid impersonator. Honestly. Because we know a guy who does the Donald Trump impersonation. He goes out to all the different events. Makes a ton of money doing it, yeah. The women were all over this guy. He must have been a a place, a a placement (laughs) or something. He didn't speak because he... He can't do an Irish accent. Yeah. But he did do the side head thing that McGregor, he had the mannerisms down, just not the voice. Answers all questions with a, mm-hmm. Yeah, hey, yeah. Connor, would you like another drink? Mm-hmm. <laughs> He only knows Mm-mm. one phrase. Mm-hmm. Hey, Connor, want to dance? You don't do nothing. <laughs> what? <laughs> you want a drink? You don't do nothing. That guy must have been so excited when McGregor came on the scene. And you know he grew his beard specifically so he could look like Connor McGregor and get oh, all the attention, right? It's just, yeah, you're an ugly guy for 23 years of your life and then some famous guy looks like you. Kind of goofy looking too, and now you're a stud. It's amazing. Where is he here? I got the. I guess the audio doesn't do it justice, but he, he does look just like Conor McGregor. I thought it was when I saw the video on your feed. Yeah, I put it on Instagram. It said M- McGregor in the house, and everybody was responding. Oh, you're so lucky! I can't. Everybody bit, and it was that convincing. He's looking at the camera. He's mugging for the camera. He looks like he loves looking like Conor McGregor. Grew his beard out just so he could. That can go the other way, too, though. I mean, there was a lot of guys who grew, grew sweet little mustaches thinking, man, I look just like Charlie Chaplin. <laughs> <laughs> then 1939 rolled around, oh, and they're all shaving him off, right? Did not age well. <laughs> Thank you very much for checking out the Taz and Jim podcast. If you want to listen to us the old-fashioned way, live on the radio, you can do that 
on FM 96 in London or Y108 in Hamilton weekday mornings from 5.30 until 9.30. Or subscribe, keep downloading the podcast, and we'll keep talking.